First chair from the chair at Arapahoe Basin here with Stephen Helfenbein at Team Training. So, Stephen, you've got a... This is an interski year. This is a big year for the team. Yeah, it really is, and it's my first time experiencing the whole process of interski, let alone just the event. There's just so much that builds up to it. Um, I feel like I'm pretty... I'm really excited because I just have a whole new thing ahead of me and a lot of learning ahead of me, so... Uh, it is a big, big year. You know, sitting at the meeting last night and hearing a lot of the discussion about what you're working on as far as inner ski and, and other things that the team is just focusing on, uh, we've come up with a topic that we want to go over with you and, and make it kind of a regular show. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, as we all know, certification is a, a big feature of being a part of PSIA and there's a, a strong um, appeal to going through those those three levels and a, a huge sense of accomplishment that goes along with that process. And I'd really like to just share some insights that I've learned through doing a lot of certification training with members all over the country so that maybe I can shed some light on it so folks can have a very clear expectation of what to expect and then maybe um, that will help them make good plans about how to train. So beginning of the season hey i want to get my level two i want to get my level three i want to get my level one whichever certification we're going after uh, we can have that that desire at the start of the season how do we follow through on it when we start getting booked up and things are taking place that that make it kind of difficult to get the training in yeah for sure it's hard to map it out uh, knowing that you're going to have a lot of competing demands for your time so a big part of it is once you're clear on your goal and your intent to pursue it, you've really got to start communicating that goal to other people. For sure, top of that list would be your ski school director or your, your, you know, your primary points of contact for training within your ski school and helping them understand uh, how serious you are about your goal. And then they can start to give you a realistic expectation of your opportunities to train because the training approach is going to have to be twofold. You, you should definitely take advantage of what you can within your ski school as well as uh, resources offered by your division. So that means um, trying to carve out time in two different places and you're going to have to get some advice on how to do that. So Stephen, I really want to get into you know, like we were saying, you've got goals and everything at the beginning of the season but yeah, Let's talk about training for your level one to whatever certification you're going through. It's You're not just preparing for an exam. That's right. There's so many different elements to going through it. And, you know, just off the top of my head, um, you know, in addition to your skiing skills, your teaching skills, having to be, you know, at the appropriate level for the exam that you're, you're entering, you have to really figure out how to perform and, and how you actually do performing under pressure. Uh, going through an exam, there's an element of that um, that you might equate with uh, competition, like the types of experiences that you would be that you would most associate with being in a competition. And I think that catches a lot of people by surprise. I'm glad you brought that up because one of the things I was thinking of when we started talking was a bike race. That's I mean, that's yeah. my big background. Yeah, a coach will say. You know, one, you enter the race. Two, you've got to let people know you're doing it because that puts pressure on you to stay up with your training, 
and you know make regular social media posts about what you're doing and that definitely puts the pressure on you <laughs> yeah it does it does and i think that that's healthy I, I do think that there's an element of that that can keep you honest and accountable uh and maybe even recruit others to your cause and and lend you support um but then you know if you're not used to that if you're not used to being under pressure being held accountable to a particular goal there's a skill set that goes along with that that you've got to familiarize yourself with if you're going to feel comfortable during an exam. And let's really talk about getting comfortable for that because, again, competition, it feels great when you go into a competition and you know you've trained and prepared and you're the best you can be. Yeah, it's the best for sure. And, and I think that's um, what I see in my experience as an examiner in Intermountain Division is that two types of people arrive at exams. Those that have done what you've just described a real thorough preparation um, with a thorough understanding of the demands they're about to go through and those that are just willing to give it a shot and see where they end up. And the former often have a much better experience regardless of result than the latter. The latter are often surprised uh, by their result and um, have a hard time maybe taking the next step after an unsuccessful attempt. And Stephen, I want to talk about the pressure you were saying. I mean, there is a lot of pressure when you go to an exam. It's nerve-wracking. You're in front of your peers. You're in front of an examiner. It's like everybody's judging me. Yeah, it's uh, high. It, there's some high intensity there, and there's a lot of external things that you can feel the pressure from. There's the internal pressure that you have putting, you know, that you're putting on yourself, your expectations, and yeah, it's a lot to deal with. So let's really talk about the preparation. I mean, uh, I need to ski in all types of conditions. I need to ski to a certain standard in that. Uh, but then what about the other skills that maybe are a little harder to get at as far as specific training? Yeah, and you know, getting into a field that, you know, mostly falls under sports psychology and uh, boy, if, if I were to go back in time and focus my, refocus my education, I would have put an emphasis on that because the, the psychology of performance under pressure is, is absolutely applicable to what we do in a lot of different parts of skiing, but especially in exams. And, and so there's a lot to talk about. But one thing that I think is tangible and fairly simple to talk about is just a concept I call control the controllables that you can apply in a lot of different aspects of your life. But when it comes to performing under pressure... Um, there's a lot of things you can't control. There's a lot of things that you can control. And if you focus your attention on the things you can control, you're more likely to feel comfortable in that pressure situation. And, you know, I got to say, talking about pressure and nerves, I, I just got my 30-year pin. And every time I go up to a class, I have butterflies. It's like, yeah. I really want to do a good job with this group. And the few times I haven't had butterflies, it's generally a pretty flat lesson. Yeah, isn't that great? Yeah, I, I agree totally. Um, that 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 stimulus serves a purpose, right? And it's what you just described. It focuses your attention. It it heightens your awareness of um, what you're doing, what's going on around you, and probably more likely to bring out the best of of what you've got. Uh, but that can obviously go too far. You can cross a threshold where there's too much. So if you were going out to teach a lesson with people that were maybe you had a huge group and, and there was some um, 
personalities in that group that you found challenging and maybe the wind is blowing a thousand miles an hour and it's snowing and it's cold like that might be too much stimulus and for you to produce a great learning experience in that environment could be pretty tough but if you circle back you're like okay what can i control what are the controllables within this situation um you may find that you can sort of refocus and still focus on um or, or still make a good lesson possible so let's talk a little bit more about dealing with pressure yeah let's let's talk about that um i think you know one of the big things the biggest contributor to being able to deal with pressure but the what takes the longest and it's the hardest thing to do is to actually get good at what you're trying to get good at and that another way of saying that is to learn and let's define learning more clearly so this makes sense um you know learning is a permanent or near permanent change in behavior not that you performed it once or twice or you could do it here or there that's performing which is quite different but learning is where you can do something without having to think about it so the ramifications of that in a pressure situation are hopefully clear if your your mental bandwidth could be spent on maybe keeping yourself calm or just focusing on some tactical choices rather than thinking about how to ski um, that pressure situation is now a lot more manageable so steven we've done this entire uh interview on, on a series of chair rides and as we're a few t- towers away from the top of our last ride together just kind of wrap up uh what we've been talking about certification process is is it is what you make of it and it has the potential to be so valuable in so many different ways it's it's a awesome opportunity to to grow as an individual and one of the things that you know is challenging about certification is that it it's an element of performance there where it it feels like competition or or you get feelings that are similar to what you'd feel in a competitive scenario and you know if you can really explore how to improve your ability to deal with pressure um, that can be a really valuable thing to complement learning how to ski better and learning how to teach better but ultimately you've got to get as good as you can possibly get at those skill sets you have to learn the things that you're going to be tested on during the test and that means that you can perform them without thinking about them and if you can do that you're going to be able to perform in the clutch and just be yourself and actually maybe even enjoy the experience steven helfenbein from the national team joining us on first chair From the chair at A-Basin, I'm George Thomas. Thanks, George.